It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Hi, Doug Wright, and I'll tell you, I really appreciate the response that we are getting on our Utah Community Credit Union text message line. And uh, we've, we've got a ton that I'm going to pass along and share with you. But also on our uh, voicemail uh, <laughs> line, we've got a ton of people voicing their opinion. And I thought it would be interesting since President Trump has implied that many of us here in the state of Utah are regretting our decision to elect Mitt Romney as our junior senator from the state of Utah. I thought, well, OK, let's just turn that question around and find out. How many people, if any, are regretting their decision to vote for Donald J. Trump for president of the United States in 2016? And if you do, we want to hear from you. And if you don't regret that, we want to hear from you as well. And on our text uh, message board, we're getting responses on both sides. And they are very energetic. Let's put it that way. And we'll be playing some of the voicemails for you, too, coming up. It was interesting. I was getting information from both of our candidates for Salt Lake City mayor regarding housing plans for Salt Lake City, our capital city here in the state of Utah. And I thought we'd check in with both. And uh, tomorrow we'll be joined by Erin Mendenhall. She was unable to join us today, but we're very pleased to have Luz Escamilla on the line with us right now. Luz, thank you for taking our call today. It's always a pleasure, Doc. Thank you for the invitation. I wanted specifically to talk about the housing plans. Uh, Almost everything that I'm reading lately, a lot of the the studies are saying we've got a real issue when it comes to housing in the capital city and honestly throughout the state of Utah, but also especially in the category of affordable housing. You have laid out what your strategic plan would be for affordable housing specifically, and I thought it would be interesting to walk through that with you. We're about a month away from the election coming up, and what is the plan for affordable housing? Well, thank you, Doug. And as you know, over the past decade, Salt Lake City has seen that incredible boom on the economy, our population growing, and obviously, and we see a lot of um, construction happening. So people are like, what do you mean we have a shortage in housing? Uh, what we do is we do have a shortage in affordable housing, and I think that's what my plan is trying to address some of these issues. So one, I don't know that we can wait another 10 years to address this issue in a comprehensive manner. And we've seen historically very small amounts of money to very large, you know, bigger amounts of money and funding. So one of the things we want to do is, as part of our strategic plan, is to dedicate reliable, significant, ongoing funding uh, to the Housing Trust Fund and the Redevelopment Agency, which is RDA. We want to make sure there's consistency, and that's what the mayor should do is putting this framework of consistency, reliable um, funding, and ongoing support for the strategic affordable housing. The other one is using um, an under, you know, the underutilized city-owned property that we can develop. So I'm not talking about open space. I'm, not, I'm talking about buildings that we have in place that are being underutilized across the city and start developing them for affordable housing. You know, we already have that that um, available. Why not do that? 
The next one is, as we talk about this connection between, you know, homelessness and affordable housing, we need to create a permanent supportive housing um, that will address some of these families and individuals experiencing homelessness. It has to be very uh, intentional. So those people get the um, wraparound services and case management that they need to succeed. We, you know, the state of Utah, you know, as my colleagues, there's been a lot of conversations of creating a housing voucher program. Um, many of my colleagues are leading that conversation and we want to partner with the state. This is another opportunity to have a mayor that has those relationships already in place and continue to build uh, hopefully a good, strong housing voucher program. I wanted and to then, talk a little bit about that one, yeah. Lucy, if, if we could, uh, because I've, I've, I've seen some of the debates uh, and I, I was at the debate over the Alta Club. And uh, saw this uh, talked about the relationship between the city and the state itself. And I thought this would be an interesting uh, part to basically expand on it. How do we do that? And is the state willing? And it seems to me a state should, especially with the capital city, although all of the cities ought to have an equal footing. But how do you create that workable partnership between the state and a city? I think that's actually the most important piece, uh, one of the most important pieces of my campaign is this idea of, of creating a, a buy-in for capital city, Doug. It's about time we do that. And part of it is, will be to work with the state. I, I, you know, I know this uh, men and women that are legislators. I, I work with them every day. I've successfully passed more than 50 bills with them. I know how, how to talk to them and how to create, uh, like I said, it's a buy-in. I, I think the opportunity is critical because we're not going to be able to do this alone. I mean, one of the things that I think it's critical to understand is Salt Lake City, we have a lot of term wear. We welcome almost twice as many people of our population every day that come here to, to recreate, to, to play, to, to work at Salt Lake City. But our tax base is so big, you know, and it's not right now enough to hold that process of growth. So part of that sustainability that I've been talking about is through partnerships. And by that, I mean like true strong partnerships. I think the state is ready. I think they know that as we continue to grow and we want to be a destination for businesses, a destination for the world to come in and recreate and enjoy our beautiful landmark, you know, uh, outdoor industry that we have here and the outdoor beautiful pieces that we have. And even our, our higher education, if we want to be that destination, we're going to have to invest in our capital city. I mean, we have the international airport here. We welcome the world every day here. And, and there is a, an opportunity to do this the right way in a sustainable way that is long-term, not only in the next five years, but really right. long-term. Luz, I appreciate you fleshing that out because that that's an interesting point. And I, I've, I don't mean to uh, to hijack the, the, the rest where we can find out what are the other aspects of your plan in just the next minute or so. So the other one really quick is we need to make sure that there is an affordable housing options for all mix of incomes and all communities. So, you know, not only are we talking about our very, you know, like our 40%, you know, that's the greatest need for affordable housing, 40% of the area median income, which is 30000 for a family of four. But we also want to work with our middle class. And by that, you have to be very flexible. So we will promote sustainability by becoming an enterprise green community. And we will have ordinances and approval process that align to have the right type of housing in the entire city. So you're not only about specific areas that will carry most of the affordable housing. No, we want to build house by house, block by block, 
neighbor by neighbor, which is what neighbor works does in Salt Lake City. We have great partners already in Salt Lake City with organizations that are doing this. Neighbor works being one of my district on the west side of Salt Lake City. They are already, you know, working in making sure that we're creating neighborhoods. We want to keep creating bigger and, you know, and, and neighborhoods that reflect those communities, but it just has to be sustainable and smart growth. Luz, I really appreciate you joining us today. And uh, the city ordinances and approval processes, I know there have been a lot of complaints over the years that things take forever. And there's almost, I I know of some businesses, I know some people that want to do some changes on their property, whether it's private or business, that feel there's almost been a hostile type attitude. Just very quickly, could you address that? And then we'll... uh, We'll let you get back to uh, to your daily uh, chores today. Campaigning. Campaigning, yes. So part of what we're going to do is ensuring city zoning ordinances and approval process are aligned to provide those right type of housing in a timely and efficient manner. We are going to reward net zero developers. We're going to reward developers that want to see housing that carries all the mixed communities that we have and the diversity that we have here in Salt Lake City. And the way we do it is we have a, a, pro, a plan that's called Ready for Business Salt Lake City. We're going to be efficient and effective so those people feel like the city is there to serve them and they're not asking for favors and it's been a big part of my campaign, Don. Luz, I appreciate you joining us today on the program. I'm also looking forward to the uh, debate coming up on October 21st and we'll chat again soon. Thank you so much, Doug. It's always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Candidate for Mayor of Salt Lake City, Luz Escamilla, with us. And tomorrow we'll talk with uh, Aaron Mendenhall about this specifically, housing and affordable housing in Salt Lake City. Okay, let's take a a brief break. When we come back, boy, we have some dramatic weather changes that are coming up. And Grant Wayman will be joining us here on the program. And also we're going to start sharing some of your voicemails and some of the text messages that have come in regarding... It was implied by the president that many of us here in the state of Utah were regretting or second-guessing our decision to vote for Mitt Romney. Well, I turned that question around. Anybody second-guessing or uh, regretting their decision to vote for President Trump? We'd like to hear from you positively or negative. Well, it depends on your viewpoint, whether it's positive or negative. But both sides, we want to hear from all here on Inside Sources today at KSL News Radio. It is 117. I'm Doug Wright.